Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome once again to Top Stories for another rummage into the archives of the Bugle podcast to find out the biggest story from a time in the relatively recent past. In January 2012, there was a shock revelation regarding the British habit of telling porkies and a warning that the nation could be heading towards a crisis. This is issue 180 of the Bugle entitled The Truth About Lies, featuring me, Andy Zaltzman and John Oliver. Top story this week, Great British Bullshittery! (laughs) Andy, a couple of studies came out this week uh, which seem to claim that Britain is becoming a nation of liars. Uh, but having said that, the studies did come out of Britain, which apparently is full of liars, which could mean that their stats are bullshit, but hold on, if they are, does that not strengthen their case even more? I'm already confused. But there might be something to this, Andy. Let's look at the facts. You, Andy, yep. are almost a human case study in lies. <laughs> I think about 60% of what comes out of your mouth in any bugle has absolutely no DNA relationship to fact whatsoever. That simply isn't true. You are, there you go. <laughs> Boo, another proof, piece of proof. You are a black belt in fact foo, Andy. <laughs> you kick facts in the face and karate chop accuracy in the throat. <laughs> You're able to not just bend the truth, but to cut the truth into pieces, melt it down and turn it into a shiny pair of golden bollocks. <laughs> Can I put that on my poster, Nick? <laughs> That's a, yeah, exactly. That's a pull quote for you. What, what happened was a research study from Essex University claimed that British people are becoming less honest and that the entire nation might be headed for an integrity crisis. An integrity crisis, Andy. Do we historically have any integrity left to have a crisis over? Did we not tap out our integrity well around the time that we started the slave trade? <laughs> Is it possible to have any integrity to lose after that? Or did it just did that well just naturally fill up again after we heroically stopped the slavery that we'd started? I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, lying, adultery, drug taking, breaking the speed limits, uh, drink driving and handling stolen goods are all now seen as more acceptable than they were... Uh, just 10 years ago, <laughs> which I don't know what that says about 
about modern Britain. And I guess we can do a con- kind of controlled experiment because, uh, John, you are, f- of course, uh, a former British person who've now been mm-hmm. in uh, yep. America for five years, whereas uh, I've, I've stayed here as a dishonest Brit. And um, am I right in saying that you've actually handled far fewer stolen goods since you moved to America than you used to when you were here? Well, I think that's factually true, Andy. British people have always been more than happy to receive stolen goods <laughs> at the start of not just this century, but the last century too, as the <laughs> contents of the British Museum can testify. Well, that's right. We've had a serious problem with lying ever since the 7th Earl of Elgin walked around the Acropolis, saw the Parthenon marbles and said, uh, they're mine. <laughs> they're definitely mine. I'm taking them home now, back to my home, where they used to be before you Greeks stole them from me. <laughs> Well, if you manage to do that with that certain British swagger, you can get away with it. Yes, true. You can get away with it. And I think I was just, just a, I always thought, uh, I can't remember if I said this on the Bugle or not, but I, I definitely think those summer riots last summer were uh, misinterpreted, or people looting those things. It, it was, give it a couple of months, there will be a Croydon Museum of Electrical Goods. This <laughs> patriotic learnt behaviour. Yeah, the problem is that the people at the top have not really been setting a particularly strong example for us, the British underlings. There's uh, been all kinds of scandals, the parliamentary expenses scandal, the media scandal, uh, mentioning no former host of the Bugle as being involved. Um, The Prime Minister who appointed as his press secretary, the former editor of the News of the World, the no-time winner of Britain's most scrupulously honest newspaper award, Um, government telling us lies in campaign adverts, ludicrous irresponsibility in the financial sector. It's hardly surprising, John, that the people are kind of picking up this lack of integrity baton and smashing themselves in the face with it. And when it comes down to a question of, uh, 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 is it dishonesty or stupidity in, for example, uh, the financial markets, personally, I would prefer dishonest. Because as the Bankers' Bonuses saga shows, if you're dishonest, then you can be bribed to be more honest. <laughs> Whereas if you're stupid, you're just stupid. <laughs> oh, God, that is a chillingly good point, Andy. <laughs> Corruption, risk-taking, kind of ludicrous acquisitiveness that, that drive our democratic economic world. They are curable diseases. Curable with money, which is best earned by corruption, risk-taking and acquisitiveness. I think that's basically the last hope for Afghanistan, that we're going to be able to bribe them back into becoming a functional country. Uh, But anyway, is it any wonder that we're a nation of liars? Our national anthem is based around a musically turgid fib. (laughs) God save the Queen. God's never saved the Queen, Andy, Andy, or any of her ancestors. That's why she's Queen now. In fact... (laughs) Technically, God has systematically wiped out her entire extended family, and she is very much next on his Kill Bill list. If if the Queen wants to keep her signature entrance music, Andy, she should have to prove it. Set an honesty tone for the rest of the nation. Full transparency. She should climb to the top of Nelson's column, set up a pit of hungry lions at the bottom, and throw herself off it. If she lands softly on her feet, climbs onto a lion, and rides it back to the palace, I will sing her ditty at the top of my voice every day for the rest of my life. John, the way I see the financial crisis, the political expenses scandals, media wrongdoing, things like that, I would say, as Aristotle himself once said, it is better to be hit on the head with a frying pan by a man who is being paid ludicrous amounts of money to hit you on the head with a frying pan than by a man who thinks hitting you on the head with a frying pan is the right thing to do because he either (laughs) thinks that's the best way to get a mosquito off your face or because he thinks you're a tennis ball. God, Aristotle, what a mind, Abby. Yeah. What am I? As true now as it was then, <laughs> by which I mean not true. <laughs> so, how did this study work? Well, 
Researchers asked a sample of the population whether they thought deeds ranging from exceeding the speed limits or you know, failing to report minor damage to a parked car to knowingly buying stolen goods and other categories included avoiding pay for public transport, keeping money found in the street and throwing litter. And they were asked to rate their approval on a four-point scale with one as never justified to four as always just justified. Uh, integrity levels were slightly higher among women than men but uh, most significant variation was by age, with noticeably higher tolerance of dishonesty among the young. And the, the report's author said, it appears Britons are growing more and more tolerant of low-level dishonesty and less inclined to sanction activities which would have been heavily frowned upon in the past. That's great news, Andy. <laughs> in the cutthroat world of capitalism, we cannot afford to have our young people possessing any integrity, morals, compassion or honesty whatsoever. It's just going to hold them back. <laughs> if we could remove all of those, either surgically or just by crushing that spirit out of them through human experience, we may yet have the thriving economy we somehow feel entitled to vote for john vote for john <laughs> well at least is that you'd assume all that was true but the report also said empirical research suggests that societies in which trust and integrity are strong perform much better on a range of economic and political indicators than so than societies where they're weak come on now if you go to any board meeting at any major investment bank or hedge fund, it would be hard to make that argument. You would not be looking at a mahogany table around which there were paragons of virtue. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I would bet that if you checked, everyone sitting in that room had at least a day pass to the arsehole convention. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been quite an issue this week, John, with the... Uh bonus for the boss of the RBS bank which is 83% owned by the taxpayer and its boss Stephen Hester has been given a bonus worth around £960,000 mm -hmm. yeah. and this comes after politicians have been calling for responsibility and the Bank of England boss Mervyn King called for moderation and it appears that top level banking bosses have responded to these calls by essentially hiring the red arrows to fly over Britain and leave vapour trails reading, suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Stephen Hester did, has done that himself, but he might, he might as well have done. People are understandably a little bit narks, thinking that £900,000 might, for example, be more profitably spent on other things, such as not making hundreds of thousands of people redundant. Uh, the government's confirmed that uh, Mr Hester will receive his uh, 2.2 million salary plus bonus, but given that he is 83% state-owned as a man now, he will be deployed as a peacekeeping force in Afghanistan. The government stated that economically he's worth more than 100 soldiers to us, so we might as well get our f***ing money's worth out of him. The, the concern is, John, that if Hester uh, was not paid this massive amount of money, he might just FRO to another bank or another big job Overseas. So what we are basically paying, John, given that the RBS's share price went down and Hester seemed to miss quite a lot of the targets have been set, what we're basically paying is for the privilege of not having someone a bit shitter in charge of <laughs> RBS. It's basically protection money to keep someone who will only f*** things up so much. The problem is uh, that no matter how well-deserved this bonus may or may not be, within the quirky frame of reference of top-level banking, it just, it just looks bad from a taxpayer's point of view when so many people being laid off. And if saving money to the public purse was the sole criterion for paying public servants, then Harold Shipman would have been on about £1.8 million a year for <laughs> saving on all those pensions bills. I'm not saying that's what he should have been on, John. I'm yep. just saying that if I worked in the financial sector, I would have been saying that's what he should have been on. <laughs> 
Well, when he was asked, the author of the report, why young people are becoming more dishonest, he said, well, we think it's because their role models are not very good. Footballers who cheat on their wives, journalists who hack people's phones. Uh, now, I get the point he's trying to make, Andy, but what young person has a tabloid journalist as a role model? <laughs> if, if any kid does, they have much bigger problems to deal with there. If you walk into your child's bedroom and they have a poster on their wall of an over-caffeinated 45-year-old man with a notepad ripping through the bins outside a minor celebrity's house, then you need to very quickly try and get them into Marilyn Manson or hooked on drugs or something bit healthier than that. There does seem to have been a decay. In, in the year 2000, 70% of people in the study uh, said that an extramarital affair was never justified. Uh, that's now fallen to just 50% in the more recent study. 50%? That is not a wedding vow, Andy. That's wedding vow-ish. At least, <laughs> at least make it clear during the ceremony. Have the priest say, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife, forsaking all others? And have the groom say, yes and no. <laughs> I, I tell you what, darling, let's flip a coin to decide. Head or tails? Tails? OK, here we go. Oh, shit, it's tails. Oh, <laughs> best of three. <laughs> Thank you for listening. More classic clips from The Bugle tomorrow, but do listen to the latest show in your pod feed right now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.